Okay, so this talk is called, as you can see on the sheet, Sanctifying Ordinary Life. And this is one of my um, big themes of my spirituality. It's from um, the spirituality of St. Jose Maria Escrivá, whose feast date is today, um, 26th of June. It's trying to summarize in a single talk the spirituality of Opus Dei. Now, Opus Dei was founded before the Second Vatican Council and in many ways anticipated the call of the Second Vatican Council that all people are called to holiness, that all of the laity are called to, saint, to be saints. A key thing that I would argue that St. Josemaria has changed, developed, added to the spiritual tradition is how that happens. So we find saints all through the 2000 years of the church telling everyone to be saints. But most of the time, there's some sense of what members of Opus Dei will call two parallel lives, and not an understanding of how the ordinary, the secular, the lay sphere, not only can be a place where it's possible to meet God, but actually is by his structure and the nature of reality, the means by which ordinary people ordinarily become saints. It's not an obstacle to you being a saint, it's how you become a saint. You do that ordinary stuff as God intended, and that's what makes you a saint. <coughs> so, two parallel lives. This is a members of Opus Dei who will often, you know, when they talk with each other, will often say, this is the moment I understood what it was about. And it's almost always the parallel lives thing. They'll say, this is the moment I understood what makes Opus Dei's spirituality different. I phrase it there, St. Teresa of Avila, she famously said that she found God amidst the pots and pans in the kitchen, that everywhere we can find God. But if we're going to twist that and say, well, how would Opus Dei develop the tradition? I'd phrase it, not just finding God amidst the pots and pans, but somehow kind of in the pots and pans. It's not that God fills in the gaps, but actually the work, the ordinary stuff, the pots and pans themselves, the doing of that task, the ordinary, can be where you meet God. Now here I have a quote from Lumen Gentium 41 that is actually, um, even though I'm talking about the laity, a talk about uh, a comment about priests, but it makes the point that is often true of diocesan priests, similarly for secular diocesan priests, for the secular laity. That they become priests, they become saints by carrying out their ministry. So it's not that you pray yourself up in the chapel and then you're able to do your work and the work distracts you from God. And so you pray up a bit more in the chapel and then you go back and do the work and the work distracts you from God. No, the actual work itself, done well, done properly, is where you're gonna meet God. Theologically, I've got a little section there, theological background. There's a long history I could go into um, where we find in the history of the church various heresies whereby the material order is viewed as being evil, as being a problem. Even in Manichaeism, even sometimes seen as being from a different God, a good God and a bad God. And as much as that has influenced ordinary thinking in the church, there's somehow this notion that ordinary stuff 
is a problem. Ordinary stuff is bad. The only way to be a saint is to flee the ordinary, enter the monastery. Mm. Yeah? And obviously the monastery exists because it is a good place to meet God. Uh, and it is actually the teaching of the church, the religious life is, objectively speaking, a higher state in canon law because it is explicitly configured to lead you to God with the three vows. I haven't taken those three vows. I, as a secular priest, my means of becoming holy is the same as the laity. I do my ordinary tasks well. That's how I become a saint. So in contrast to this notion that matter is a problem, the Bible tells us God created matter. God, in Genesis, God made all things and it was good. The ordinary stuff, that's where you're to find God. Work was given to Adam before the fall. It didn't come to him after the fall. It was given to him as a gift before the fall. He was instructed to till the earth and care for it. It was only after the fall that he was told that it is by sweat and toil that you will labour. So in itself, work is a blessing. In itself, the material order is a gift from God, is a place where we can meet God. Okay, I've got another little block there titled The Ordinary. So St. Jose Maria Scriva when he was canonized, the, his canonization homily, uh, Pope St. John Paul II called him the saint of the ordinary. Um, and in many ways he was ordinary. He had no visions, he didn't levitate, he didn't bilocate, he just lived an ordinary priesthood in many ways. And he taught that it's in the ordinary that we can become saints. And how do we do that? Um, that love, on one level, love transforms every reality. So he said, before God, no occupation is in itself great or small. Everything gains the value of the love with which it is done. So a big part of what he would talk about is little things to do them well, little things to do them with love. Now here in St. Therese's camp, we might well be aware she said exactly the same thing. But I would argue he actually adds a nuance to it that's very important. And that I think still in the vision of St. <laughs> Therese, somehow the thing itself isn't kind of seen as having value. It's only the love that gives it value. Whereas in the vision of St. Maria, actually there's another layer that says the thing itself has dignity and value. So yes, you do it with love, and that degree of love is the degree of merit that it has. But actually, even before you added love, it was still from God, it still had dignity, it still had value. Okay, over the page, I'll come back to that test, the joy question later. I've broken down the rest of this talk into three sections, one, two, three, there you can see, um, all structured around a quotation I've taken from St. Josemaria. Sanctify your work, sanctify yourself in your work, and sanctify others through your work. 
you grasp the three parts of that, I'm going to try and indicate that summarized the whole of his vision. So first, point one, sanctify your work. What does that mean? What does that look like? Well, first, at the natural level, the material level, the ordinary level, just do it well. See it as having dignity. So when you're wiping the toilet floor that the kiddies have splattered, um, it's an ordinary task, but see it as having dignity. God wants that toilet floor to be clean. That toilet floor is part of God's creation. God loves that toilet floor. Yeah. He wants it to look good. He wants it to be clean. He wants it to be hygienic. So I do it adding love, but it's not just the love that makes something ugly clean. No, the thing itself matters. It all comes from God. It's all part of his creation. Do it well, even at the natural level. Be at the supernatural level. So take that ordinary thing, do it well, but then raise it to a higher level supernaturally, do it out of love. So St. Josemaria used this phrase to supernaturalize something, to supernaturalize the natural. Quoting, add a supernatural motive to your ordinary work and you will have sanctified it. So you could offer it in love for your family, offer it in love of God, do it in union with Christ. So any task we've got, we know he spent 30 years living an ordinary life, doing ordinary tasks. He must have done the equivalent of, of cleaning a toilet. Do the ordinary in union with him who did the ordinary. A carpenter in Nazareth, he would have made tables and chairs. Making tables and chairs, therefore, is, if I'm doing it, is, I mean, we don't have a carpentry workshop here, but, you know, ordinary stuff, a task like that, I'm doing it in union with him. It has value, the ordinary task, because he did ordinary tasks. So supernaturalize it, do it in union with him. And one of St. Josemaria's favourite quotes in this respect, he kind of, it's completely out of context, but he's adding, taking it and then adding a new meaning. The line from John 12, 32, When I am lifted up, I will draw all things to myself. Now Jesus is saying that about the cross, looking ahead to the cross. When I am lifted up, I will draw all things to myself. St. Josemaria would take that phrase and say, the lifting up of all of human activity take it to the Lord, lift it up, adding a supernatural motive to the ordinary working. Third level, the redemptive level. So <coughs> offering the pain and drudgery, uniting it to the cross. So in our experience of reality, which is after the fall, which is in a world of sin, which is in a world of suffering, an intrinsic part of reality as we experience it includes suffering. What do we do without suffering in our work? The, the sweat and toil that Adam was told is how he was going to work? Take it to the cross. Take it to the cross. So for us to do our ordinary work, 
sanctify your work. Do it well at the natural level. It's got dignity in itself. Supernaturalize it by doing it with love for him, love for your neighbor, love for your family. And all the, redempt all the suffering part has a redemptive value by uniting it to the cross. So that's all the thing itself, sanctifying the work. What happens if you do that? Well, then, too, you will sanctify yourself in your work. Here I quote Sekhmatikin Council Gaudium at Spes. When he works, not only does he transform material things and society, but he develops himself as well. That working well changes me. So I teach in the seminary moral theology, I have a particular focus on what we call virtue ethics. All the structure of understanding virtue is that action changes us. When I do something, it has an effect on me. It somehow abides within me. I act patiently, patience becomes embedded in my character. I act lovingly, love becomes embedded in my character. Action changes me. And working well changes me. Sanctifying my work in those individual moments, something changes in me. I become a saint in doing my individual things well. So St. Josemaria phrased it, that work is the raw material of holiness. You know, what's holiness made out of its raw material? Work. The question St. Josemaria would come back to in different ways. What would my life look like if I was a saint? And he would notice how many people daydream about being a saint. Oh, if only I was in a monastery, then I'd be holy. Or if only I didn't have um, these useless children, then I'd be holy. Um, in your cabin, if only I didn't have these campers, if I had the campers in the other cabin, then then I'd be okay, then I'd be holy, then I could be patient, then I could be loving. The only reason I'm not patient and not loving is because I've got these ones here in front of me. No. What would my life look like if I was a saint? I'd still be right here doing the same thing, but doing it differently, doing it well, and doing it with love. You don't become a saint, generally speaking, by going somewhere else. You become a saint, staying where you are, but doing that same thing differently. What this does, the danger of a double life, I think you've all heard this in many sermons, a double life, you know, the me on Sunday versus the me at work. <coughs> if we live this life, sanctifying our work, there is no double life. It's the same me at Sunday as through the week. So, three points. Sanctify your work, I've done. Sanctify yourself in your work because you've sanctified your work. Third, sanctify others through your work. So, we can note um, the apostolate. Where do you, generally speaking, meet people? Most people, you meet people at work. So, that is the place to be being apostolic, bringing others to Christ in the workplace. By your example, by what you choose to talk about, 
If you are sanctifying your work, if you are sanctifying yourself in your work, there will be a natural overflow to others that you're with. Okay, back to the joy test. I said, the saints are not sad. That's the title of a famous book in the last century by Frank Sheed. Um, sadness and joy operate at multiple different levels within uh, the human person. There are different spiritual levels, different physical levels, different types of joy, different types of sadness. But fundamentally, joy is a fruit of love. When I'm in love, I have joy. You know, think the, the last time somebody agreed to go on a date with you or you were invited on a date, no one had to tell you to be happy. Love just has a natural overflow in joy. We possess some good, that possession of union in love naturally overflows into joy. Different goods, different loves, different joys. Ultimately, the highest good and the highest love is the highest spiritual joy. So one of St. Josemaria's favorite images was of a smiling St. Joseph working, doing his woodwork. Doing his work, doing it well, doing it with love, happy. So quoting St. Josemaria again, to be happy, what you need is not an easy life, but a heart which is in love. Okay, so summarizing all that again, this is all a vision of how to be a saint, how to be a saint in the ordinary world, particularly as a lay person, um, that being a lay person is not an obstacle to meeting God. For most people, that is where you are called to meet God. And that life is the mechanism by which you are to call, be called to become a saint. And although I've made most of my focus on work rather than life, in a sense, work is the toughest place to think about meeting God. If we can sanctify work, we can sanctify anything. Actually, one last example, sanctifying pleasure. Because a lot of people still influenced by the Jansenism that came out of the French, poisoned the Irish, and still with us in many places. Jansenism has this suspicion of pleasure. And American Puritanism, likewise, has this suspicion of pleasure. If you're enjoying yourself, God's a bit upset. Um, pleasure... If the material order is from God, it's good. If the material order is from God, then the pleasures that come with the material order in themselves are of God. The question is doing them well, doing in their proper place and context. And so we should have no embarrassment drinking a beer, that drinking a beer in union with the Lord, proper measure, proper place, proper time, um, all of this, sanctifying ordinary life, which you can see most easily when we're sanctifying work.